0: Rest. Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daf Yud, Gimel, and Bays. We're up to the bottom line. The last thing the Gemara was dealing with, and will continue to deal with today, is the machlekes between Rav Yeshua and Rav Gamliel. And that is, if you have a woman who, let's say, lives with a, a random man outside of marriage, so Rav Gamliel says she's believed to say who the father is, meaning if she says the father was a, was a Jew, and the father was kosher, we believe him. However, Rav Yeshua disagrees. He says once a woman is willing to do that, she's lo- even though she does have a chazaka for kashrus, even though every you know she 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 was known to be kosher till this point. However, we do not believe her, and we need to have proof that this person was kosher. And if not, then we assume that he's a gu- uh, he's a guy or an nesin or a mamzer. Fine. The Gemara says the following story: There was an engaged couple. So they had Kedushin, but they did not have Nesuin. So they're not allowed to be together yet. And she was pregnant. So she shows up pregnant before the wedding. Also, the Kamidir of Yosef. So they come in front of Yosef. He omra mine. She claims that the father is the groom. Meaning she says, I'm pregnant, and the chosan is the father. Go to the next page. Who omra in? Minoy. And he agrees. So they both have the exact same story. It's the first time we've had this where they're both having the exact same story. So I'm Rav Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef said, basically, if they're both agreeing to the story, then okay, then we assume the father is the groom. What am I concerned about? First of all, he agrees, meaning up to now, this whole machloikis, Rav Yeshua, and Rav Gamliel, and all of this has been in scenarios where the where the man disagrees with the woman. Over here, Everyone is in lockstep. They all say the father is the groom. So first of all, the chassan agrees. And more, we pass like Rav Gamliel. So therefore, there is zero concern either way. First of all, the groom is agreeing to the story, and secondly, we pass him like Rav Gamliel that the woman is believed. So even if the groom wasn't agreeing with the story, let's say the groom said, "I wasn't the father," we would believe her anyway. Rav Gamliel always sides with her. So therefore, there's no reason to be concerned because of two issues. First of all, they're both agreeing, and even if they didn't agree, we always side with the woman as we pass in like Rav Gamliel. That's what he, that's what Rav Yosef said. So only Abaya. Abaya didn't like one component. Abaya agrees with him in Psak, but Abaya just says, you're saying that it's okay over here, first of all, because the groom is agreeing to the story. Secondly, even if he was disagreeing, We pass him like Rav Gamliel, which would mean, if they were disagreeing in this scenario, so she shows up pregnant and she says, the father is the groom, and he's like, no, I'm not. According to Rav Gamliel, it seems, Rav Gamliel would say, we believe the woman, and we say that the father was kosher, the father was the groom, everything's fine, because we always agree with the woman when she disagrees with the man. And that's what you said. Right, Rav Yosef said, first of all, it's okay because the groom, the groom is agreeing. And even if he wasn't agreeing, we we listen to the woman anyway. We say, yitzur, they were straight up disagreeing with each other. We would just side with the woman. So therefore, Rav Yosef said, even if they were disagreeing, I would side with the woman. Abaya says, that's not true. Why? Let's say they were disagreeing. You're saying Rav Gamliel would side with the woman? I don't think that's accurate. Meaning, in this case, it happens to be he's agreeing anyway, so it's not relevant. But it's more of a, a theoretical Shiloh. In this scenario, where she's in, a, a, uh, she's uh, had kedushin and not Nasun, and she shows up pregnant, and she says the father is the groom, and he's like, "No, I'm not." Rav Yosef definitely, pretty much implicated that according to Rav Gamliel, we would side with the woman. Abaye says, "I don't think so. Why?" Shmuel Rav, Yehuda Rav Yehuda, Shmuel once said to Rav Yehuda, sharp one, Halacha kerav gamliel. The Halacha follows Rav Gamliel, that we listen to the woman. at lo sabit uvda, but don't pask in that way, which, by the way, is a strange thing, that the Halacha follows Rav Gamliel, but don't pr- pask in that way. Practically, the Gemara is going to point that out. Adik Arov K'sheren Etzla. You only follow Rav Gamliel if the majority of men around are kosher. Meaning, you have a woman who's pregnant, and she claims it's a Jew, so Rav Gamliel would say we listen to her, so says Rav Yehuda to Shmuel, we only paskin like Rav Gamliel to say that the that, that the baby's kosher and you know kosher la all that stuff, if the majority of people around are Jewish, meaning it's in a Jewish city. But if the majority of people are not kosher, no good. Okay. So you see that even Rav Gamliel is only lenient in a scenario where there's the majority are kosher. In this case, you have this woman who's engaged, so she already had Kiddushan. She's not allowed to be with anybody else except for the groom. If she's with anybody else except for the groom, the child's a mamzer. So you're telling me that Rav Gamliel would be okay with it? I thought Rav Gamliel fe- feels you need a majority kosher. In this case, there's no majority kosher, because, again, when the average woman is single and she's pregnant, you got to figure out, is the father a Jew or the father a guy. Okay, the father's a Jew. The child's kosher. The father's a guy, no kosher. So then you can go with the majority, because the majority is Jews in a Jewish town. Jews, non-Jewish town majority guy. This case where she's had already kedushin, the the majority, everyone on planet Earth is osur to her except for her groom. Even her groom is taka osur, but it won't make a mamzer. Everyone else on planet Earth will make a mamzer except for the groom. So how could Rav Yosef imply that in this scenario, Rav Gamliel would be lenient and we would listen to the woman and say the child's kosher, not true. I thought you need rove. And over here, there is zero rove. Over here, every single person other than the groom would make a mamzer. So why did Rav Yosef imply that Rav Gamliel would be okay with it in this scenario if they were arguing? I don't think that's true. Because Rav Yehuda said to Shmuel, Although we pass like Rav Gamliel, don't do that until there's a rov kosher. V'hocha rov In this scenario, the majority, everyone, other than the groom, will make a mamzer. So therefore, how could Rav Yosef Paskin like Rav Gamliel in this case? I thought Rav Gamliel would be moded that it's an issue. Okay. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. let according to you, let's analyze that that statement by Rav Yehuda to Shmuel. He said, we pass him like Rav Gamliel, but don't do that until there's majority. What does that mean? If we pass him like him, why don't we do that? I don't understand the actual statement. But don't actively, pra- practically do that until there's majority. I don't understand. If we pass in that way, why can't I do that? What's the answer? The answer is, there's chila and there's meaning you have a woman who's pregnant, right? And she says that it's, a uh, single girl is pregnant. She says that the father is a Jew, Rav Gamliel says, we listen to her. There's L'Chachila and then there's B'Dievet. L'Chachila would tell you, although we, we do listen to her that the child's a kosher person and kosher kahuna, don't marry a kohen L'Chachila. B'Dievet, if they've already gotten married, will say it's fine. So even Rav Gamliel, although although that statement, I mean, Rav Gamliel is mekel in all scenarios, whether it's majority kosher, whether it's majority puzzle, Rav Gamliel always listens to the woman. I I thought Rav Yehuda said to Shmuel, We don't pass in the way until this rove. He meant we don't pass in Lechachilah. In this scenario where you have an engaged couple and she's pregnant, I got to tell you, once she's already pregnant, it's already Bidi Evid. So therefore, Rav Yosef is 100% correct in saying that Rav Gomlil would be lenient, even though there's no majority of kosher, because everyone other than the groom would make a mamzer. You only need majority for it to be Lechachilah. Meaning, if you ask me, should this child marry a kohen, l'chachila, I would say, eh, l'chachila, you need rov. If it's rov kosher, then I'll do it l'chahila. If not, I, I would say not. If they already married the kohen, bidhyevet, is it fine? Sure. If the woman's already pregnant and she's already a, 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 had kedushin, would I say bidhyevet is fine? Yes, I'd say it's bidhyevet fine. So the answer is, Rav Gamliel would be mekel bidhyevet in all scenarios. He would only be mekel l'chachila if you have a majority. of this case that came before of Yosef was already Bidi Ebed. But not Miki dummy. Okay. Fine. Now, here until... um there's, Okay, there's one more small sugya and then there's a sugya that's going to take us to the end, to the next Mishnah. Okay. Right now we're saying you have a machlokas Rav Yeshua and Rav Gamliel when you have a case where a woman... Again, you have a woman who's pregnant... stam uh, stam girl she's pregnant now she had a cheska's cautious up to that point now she's pregnant she says the father is a Jew Rav Gamliel believes her because she is confident she's Bari and she is going with the Chazaka she's going with her status her status quo which is to be kosher Rav Yeshua disagrees he says no we do not believe her so Rav Yeshua is very strict and, and he throws out the chazaka, and he says, I don't care about the chazaka. We say that she's not kosher. Rav Gamliel says, no, we say she's kosher. The problem is we have a contradiction. The Gemara says, says to I have a contradiction. Rav ain't Does Rav Yeshua say we don't believe the woman, and he's super strict, and he throws out the chazaka? Urmini I have a contradiction. Heyed Rav Yeshua, alamonas isa. This is the case that will take us to the end of the daf. It's called amonas isa. Okay, I'll explain to you how Rashi says what the case is. It's a Shailah and the and what the case is. I'm going to go with the standard case of Rashi. It's it's a little bit tricky in in figuring out the suga later on, according to Rashi, but we're going to go with it. the case is like this. We know that a Kayan, if he marries a divorcee, that child is called a Cholol. That child is disqualified from Kuna, he's called a Cholol. If that child marries a woman, she's disqualified from Kahuna. She, she becomes possible Kahuna. Okay, so far so good. What if, right, so you have a standard case. Cohen marries a divorcee. You know, Avra marries Sarah. She's a divorcee. They have a son named Yitzchok. Yitzchok marries Leah. So Yitzchok is a chol. Leah is disqualified from Kahuna. Simple. What if, Avraham, who's a Kohen, marries Sarah. And Sarah's not a full divorcee, she's a Suffolk divorcee. What does that mean? So Sarah's first husband, Sarah originally was married to Esav, and Esav threw a get to her, and it was his last action before he passed away, he threw a get to her, and he's not sure, in in Rishasarabim, and he's not sure whether the get was closer to him, and it wasn't a good get, in which case he just died and she's a widow, or the get was closer to her, in which case she was divorced. And there's no way to figure that out because he just died a second later and I guess the wind blew the getaway. So she's what's called a Suffolk divorcee. Avraham, who's the Kayan, marries Sarah, the Suffolk divorcee, has a child who's a Suffolk chalal, and then Leah marries that person. The question is, is Leah... Disqualified from Kuna. She married a Suffolk cholol. So again, so there's like there's like the original Shiloh, which is the parents, Avram and Sarah. Avram is marrying a Suffolk divorcee. They have a child who's a Suffolk chol, and then they have a daughter in law who married the Suffolk chol. The question is is the daughter in law a for kuhuna forever if, if the son were to die? That's called almonas Isa. Almonas Isa means you have a Suffolk chol that marries a woman, is that woman um, disqualified? And that's the case. Again, any questions, but that's the case. You have Avram, who's a Kayin, marries Sarah, who had a Suffolk divorce. So she's a Suffolk say Suffolk widow. We don't know. So he's not supposed to marry her, because Suffolk doraisa, He marries her, has a child, Yitzchak, who's a Suffolk cholo. Yitzchak then marries a widow, uh, marries a woman. That woman married a Suffolk cholo. And the question is, is she disqualified for kunda? That's called almanas Isa. The daughter-in-law is called almanas isa. Isa. That's, that's the case. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yehuda ra isa. So Rav Yeshua was made on this woman. So this is the daughter-in-law who married the son, who is a sapphic She k'sher l'kuna, that she's kosher. So that's strange. Why? You got Rav Yeshua in our Mishnah, who's super strict, who says, I don't care that you have a cheskis kashres. Anytime a shayla comes up, we say she's pussel, throw her out. But Rav Yeshua is the same person who said that this daughter-in-law who married this guy who's a Suffolk, eh, it's fine. So, what, what's going on over here? So, it's like it's a little inconsistent. Again, it's not exactly the same concept, but the concept is you have a woman who started off kosher, something happened. Rev Yeshua, in one case, throws her out, and Rev Yeshua, in another case, says kosher. Well, what's the difference? So, that's the kasha. So, umberle hachi hashta. Hasam isha nisis bodekas Venissis Ha isha mizana bodekas mizana. The answer is very simple the first answer which the is going to reject but the answer is very simple in the case of our mishnah you have a single girl who lived with a guy Reb yeshua feels very simply a girl will if she's willing to to live with a boyfriend outside of marriage she she clearly doesn't care so if she's willing to do that avera why would I think that she would look into it to make sure he's not a Mamzer, or he's not a nisin, or he's not a Goy? In this case, though, where you have the almonasisa, so you have the daughter in Lalea who's marrying this guy. She's getting married with a rabbi at a wedding, Kedas Moshe Yisrael. We assume that she would look into it and ascertain whether the husband was a chol. So the answer is very simple. Rabbi Yeshua is consistent. He just he just says, do I trust that they investigated? In both cases, you have a woman who started off kosher, and then they got into a relationship that's very rocky. In one case, Rabbi Yeshua throws her out and says she's puzzled, in the other case, says she's not puzzled. What's the difference? The difference is, do we trust that they investigated? In the case of Znus, no, I don't think she investigated. I don't think she cares very much. So therefore, we assume that she might have been Mazana with a guy. In the case where she lived with a Jew meaning she got married kedas yisrael so then we assume that 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 she investigated properly That's, it's very simple. so that explains rev Yeshua. here's the problem the problem is the end of that brisa again on So you have this woman who marries the Safi Cholo, rev Yeshua is lenient which is not like our mishnah but we answer that the problem is in that in that mishnah rav Gamliel, who in our mishnah is super lenient Rav Gamliel throws her out. Rav Gamliel says she's puzzled, so it's a straight up contradiction. Rav Yeshua and Rav Gamliel are reversed opinions from our Mishnah to that Mishnah. So we've answered Rav Yeshua, but we have not addressed Rav Gamliel. Why is it that Rav Gamliel in our Mishnah says, in our Mishnah says that we trust we trust her to say that she's kosher, but over there we say she's puzzled? So we've explained Rav Yishuo. Rav Yishuo over there is lenient, and over here strict. I get that. But why Rav Gamliel is he over here here lenient, and is he strict over there? That doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabah the Rav Yishuo, Rav Yishuo Kasha, the Rav Gamliel Loi Kasha. What's not a contradiction, of Gamliel? Ha's Katani Seifa. Look at Rav Gamliel in that same case of Ammonas Issa. Amar and Rav Gamliel Kibanoi Do Seichem. Rav Gamliel says to Rav Yishuo, I get what you're saying. I hear you. You have a Edos that she's kosher so what am I supposed to do? Shai gozer or Vychum and Zakai? Shiloy Loh Shabezanal Kah, and Zakai already decided we are not going to be lenient in this scenario. Shah Kayadim Shaim Lehemlarache, Kavaloilakariv, because Kayhanim do not want to rule leniently when it comes to questionable women. So Rav Gamliel is super strict in that case. So how do you answer that? So we have a contradiction. So the Gemara answers, Dirav Gamliel Gamliel The answer is very simple. And that is Again, you'll tell me it says my internet connection is a little unstable, which I don't believe is true. But you'll let me know if there's any problems. So the Gemara says, rev there's no cash in Reb Gamliel. How do you answer the contradiction? Hasambari ha'choshemah. The answer is rev Gamliel believes her claim if she's confident. rev Gamliel doesn't care about anything else. She just cares. He cares about the claim of the woman. In our Mishnah, where she's pregnant, rev Gamliel claims. With 100% confidence that she lived with a Jew, we believe her. She knows who she was with, so we believe her. However, in the case of in the case of the As-Isa, what's, what's the scenario? Again, you have Avraham and Sarah. Sarah is a Suffolk divorcee, Suffolk widow from her first marriage. Marries Avram the Kayan. Has a child who's a Suffolk chalol. That child marries Leah. And the question is, is Leah Kushal the Kahuna? Did she marry a hull or not? And we say, Rav Gamaliel says she's bustled. Why? I don't understand. The answer is, because is not confident. How could Leah confidently say that she married someone kosher? She doesn't know what happened to her mother-in-law's first marriage. There's no way to be confident. She could try to figure out the same way anyone else can. She could ask her mother-in-law what happened, and her mother-in-law is going to say, I don't remember, I'm not sure. I don't know if the get was closer to me, closer to my first husband, but he's dead now, so... I mean, the answer is Rav is very simple. It's just a matter of confidence of claim. In our case, in our Mishnah, she's very confident, so we believe her. In that Mishnah, she's not confident. That's it. That makes sense. Rav Yeshua, we have another answer. We go with a different answer with Rav Yeshua to explain the contradiction, which again, in our Mishnah, Rav Yeshua is very strict, and over there, he's very lenient. Why? Now, I'll tell you the answer. It's a strange answer, according to Rashi. The answer is... Over here, it's two svekas in the case of HaMonas Isa. Now, it's not a svex svekah in the classic sense. Svek means they have a scenario that's like 40% it's going to be a problem, 60% fine. That's not what's happening over here. But over here, it's called the two svekas. Why? Who is the person that had the Shila? Where did the Shila originate? In our Mishnah, you have a woman who lived with a guy. The Shaila originated with her. One Suffolk, Rav Yeshua is going to be strict. Throw her out. And that's, in the case of Amanas Isa, where did the Shaila originate? You see, Leia married Yitzchak, the Suffolk Chavah, but that's not where the Shaila originated. The Shaila originated with the parents. So because the Shaila is a second generation Shaila, Rav Yeshua is lenient. Now that's what Rashi says. Now, obviously, the obvious question is why would a second generation Shaila matter? Like, who cares? Once it's a Shiloh, it's a Shiloh. The answer is, this whole thing is a rabbinic concept, and I guess the Rabanon were only Machmer first generation. Once it's the second generation, they were a little more lenient. So Rav Yeshua is lenient in, in, in that scenario because it's a second generation Shiloh. Rav Gamliel is strict because it's a Shema, because her claim is, only, um, is not confident. So the Gemara speaks it out. The Gemara says... According to Rav Gamliel, all that matters is the confidence of claim. Because Rav Gamliel is lenient in our Mishnah, even though it's a first-generation shaila, because she's confident. And Rav Gamliel will have a second-generation shaila, which is more lenient conceptually, but he's strict because her claim is not confident. So Rav Gamliel is all a matter of confidence of claim. Rav Yeshua and Rabbi Shu is the opposite. All he cares about is the generation of the shaila. If it's a first generation shaila, he's going to be strict, even if even if her claim is is um, Even though she's confident that she's fine he's going to throw it out because it's a first-generation claim, and a second-generation claim he's going to be lenient it even though she's not confident. So it's just a matter of what you focus on. Do you focus on how old the Shaila is, or do you focus on her claim? Adam? Yeah, so, the makes sense, because he's still going, kind of, the Shema and Bari Correct. kind of works, or Yeshua kind of totally switches his Swara Correct. The, our mission originally it was a Mozambique of El Raya, which, in the, our case now with the the stuff we get, would kind of flip. He would say, "You're trying to take Trimmer for me or whatever." You, I don't know. It, that's a it, good it's point. Really yeah, different that's interesting. the original. It's it's a very yeah, hundred percent is a good point. Also, trying to understand, like I said before, trying to understand why a second generation Shiloh matters at all, right? If, why does it make is it? Is very hard to understand. That's why other Rishonim try to change the change the whole case. But Rashi doesn't like that, so Rashi goes. Also, the Loshen of like two Svekas, you always think Svek Sveka. This is not a Svek Sveka. This is a second generation Shiloh. It's not a Svek right. Sveka. So it, it is hard to understand. But that's that's the shot with Rashi. Right. We'll go with. I you're saying it's a Suffolk Torah but we're talking about like marrying a coin, so isn't, we're saying it's only, we're talking about a trim bottom, No, or... so so I'll, I'll explain to you what I saw, I actually checked, I think Art scroll talked about this, of why Rashi um, hold on one second why Rashi oh. goes with his shot, I saw this before um, yeah, they ask, why would a second generation shadow matter, so they say um, oh, 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 oh. Meaning, when I say that it's rabbinic, the, the whole concept meaning, the answer is like this. Let, let me explain, because Adam's making a good point. The Mefarshim say the reason why Rashi's more lenient is because ah, it's a whole, it's and it's second generation Shila. So they were only strict first generation. What does it mean derabbanan? You're dealing with the De isa concepts. The answer is she has a chazaka that she's kosher. the 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 The, the, the reason why we're bringing into this whole question of her, uh, of her, um, of her permissibility to Kayan is because the Rabbanon were strict when it comes to Kahuna. It's called ma'ila Asu Meaning standard Shailah, you have a woman who started off kosher, there's a shayla, You the Chazaka should be strong enough. The answer is, the reason why we're, we're being super strict conceptually is because of ma'ila Asu which is the Rabbis were strict when it comes to a Kayan. The answer is the Rabbis were only strict first generation. Once it's a second generation Shaila, they were an asterisk. That That's what they say. Um, okay, so now we're going to continue talking about this Almanacism. Uh, I'm sorry? I, yeah? don't under, I don't understand that. What's the difference between first. Uh, are we talking about a case where the second generation is a hollow No, you, 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 I don't fully understand this. I'll tell you why. Because it's a second generation Shaila, but it's an extension of the first Shaila. Meaning, it's not like a. I, I completely hear your point. It, it's not like a new Shiloh that just happened. it's There was a Shiloh on the parents, right? Avram, who's a Kayin, is marrying this woman who's a Suffolk divorcee, Suffolk widow. That's a Shiloh of whether they're allowed to get married. When right. they got married, that created a second generation Shiloh because now the son right. is a Suffolk hollow. So when that right. woman marries her, it's a Suffolk whether she's Pasol kuna. But it's an extension of the first generation. I, I don't fully understand the Chilik too much, but but that's what the Gemara says. Now. Right. We're going to continue talking about this almanasisa. Isa. Um, again, right now we're saying almanasisa Isa is fine, which means, again, in that case, where you have Avram and Sarah, where she's a Suffolk divorcee, a Suffolk widow, and they have a kid, Yitzchak, and then Yitzchak marries this woman, so Yitzchak is a Suffolk cholo, so she married a Suffolk chalo, we're going to say that she's fine. We're going to be lenient. That's called almanasisa. Isa. The Gemara is going to have a, a b'risa, which is a very strange brysa, and it's going to seemingly have a three-way machloikis about almanas Isa. Let's go through it together. It's not not super um, not super difficult. The Gemara says, Tanur abonum, What is an example of almanas Isa, which we just talked about? So almanas Isa is only because the Shila is a cholol. Let's say instead of a cholol, it's a Shila of a mamzer. Right? Let's say instead of Sarah being a Suffolk say Suffolk widow, she's a Suffolk mamzer. Whatever, whatever the case is. We're not lenient in that case. Meaning, it's not like every time you have a scenario where it's a second generation Shiloh, where it's only because it's a Cholol. Because the whole thing, because a Cholol is not, it's, 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 it's not puzzle for all of Kla'al Yisrael, it's just for a Kayan, so Cholol, we're a little more lenient. And the Gemara is going to try to figure that out why, but says the Gemara, we're going to go through the Bresa and I'll point out there's three issues with the Bresa. Tan Rabbon. Is Isa? Kol Shein baloi mishum mamzeriz, v'loi mishum nesinas, v'loi mishum avdei Isa is a leniency only by Cholol, not by a Mamzer, not by a Nesin, not by a Goy. Pause. That's the tanakama. Now, question number one on that tanakama, which the Gemara is going to list all these questions, but I'll do it as we go along. Question number one is why? A Cholol is an Iser A Mamzer is an Iser we are only lenient in almonas isa if it's a question of a cholol, not if it's a question of a mamzer. Why? Question number one. Okay. But that's the Tanakama. He's lenient by almonas isa by a cholol. Fine. of Meir. Go to the next page. Rameir says shemati kol shein Rameir said, I heard also, I heard that as long as there's no mamzer, no nasin, no guy, goi, we're going to be lenient. Question number two, Rav Meir is exactly the same opinion as the Tanakama. The Tanakama is saying Amon only applies to a Suffolk Cholo, not a Suffolk anything else. Uh, Rav Meir says, I, I heard the same thing, but he didn't say it, you know, V'chein Kasa of Rav it's not like Rav Meir said his own opinion, but it's the exact same thing. So that's question number two is, what is Rav adding? Okay, and the third part is a different version of Rav which is itself also a problem, Rav Shem Ben-Alazer Oymah Rav Meir V'Chin Hari Rav Shem Ben-Alazer Oymah Rav Shimon Rav Meir is saying the following. Eizu Oman What is an example of Oman isa Kol Shinit B'Safik Anytime there's a Safik Cholol Which by the way, same opinion now, a third time. But, then they said the following line. Which is strange. Makirin Yisrael Mamzerim Shebenehem Ve'in makirin Chalolim Shebenehem Klal Yisrael when we have like a metal detector, we always know who Mamzerim are. Mamzerim you always find out about. That has a reputation. But we don't find out about Khalalum. So let me ask you a question Isn't that a reason to say the opposite? Right? You're going to be lenient by a Chalol, but you're going to be strict by a Mamzer. Fine. Then you say a statement Klaus always finds out about Mamzerim. If you find out about Mamzer, that should be a reason to be lenient by a Mamzer. Because we'll find out. And if we didn't find out, that means they're not a Mamzer. Meaning, something which is, um, it's like, it's like you know, it's a bad example, but it's coming to mind. You go to the airport, if there's something that could be taken without detection, that's more dangerous. Right? Such a pretty good example. So if you have something that, like, can get past the metal detector, that's it's much more dangerous. So you're telling me that we're only going to be lenient by a chalol, but not by a mamzer, which is by the way, the third time I'm saying the same opinion, which is itself a problem. But then you said, why? Because Chal Yisrael has a way to detect mamzerim. We don't have a way to detect chalolim. Well, if we can't detect chalolim, we should be more strict with chalolim, because people are getting through. Meaning, if we have a way to detect mamzerim, then we should be lenient with the suffolk mamzer. Why? Because the fact that people are not saying he's a momser definitively, and we have a detection service, because people find out about it, that itself should be a reason to be lenient by a mamzer. But we're being strict by a mamzer, we're being lenient by a chalol, but we're saying halal has no way to detect it. If you got no way to detect it, we should be... Shouldn't we be strict with a chalol? So the is like, so th- th- there's a problem with this price. This price is very flawed for the following three reasons. Let's see it inside. The Gemara says, um, Okay, Omar Mar, let, let's analyze this price again. We'll point out all the questions, then we'll explain. What's an example of Ammanas Isa? It's where there's no mamzer, no Suffolk mamzer, no Suffolk guy, only a Suffolk chol. Chol kosher, Suffolk chol is fine. That's the first opinion. But Maish Nahanech no deraisa chol nami derisa. I don't understand. What's the difference? A cholo's is deraisa. That will be lenient. A mamzer deraisa. That we're going to be strict. What's the difference? Okay. Let's go to the second opinion. Um, Rameir said the exact same thing. Question number two is Rameir is the exact same opinion as the Tanakam. Then the third version of Rameir, the second version of Rameir, the third opinion. We're, what's it? Almanazisa, same thing. And Klaus has a detection service for a Mamzer, and we find out about who a Mamzer is. We have a way of weeding that out, but we have no way of weeding out Cholol. That should be a reason to reverse it. That should be a reason to be lenient by a Mamzer and to be strict by a Chol, because we have no way of detecting it. So we should be strict anytime a Shiloh comes up. So what is happening? This bryce is very flawed. So the Gemara says like this, I'm Yochanan. The answer is, Mamzer Tzoveyach V'cholol Shosek Ikebenayu. Meaning, The real Machlokas, look at Rashi. Rashi says, um, The answer is like this. There's a secret Machlokas going on between these Tanoin. Meaning, a Suffolk that we had, that's fine. But what's the Machlokas? The Machlokas is you have the following case. You have a guy that when they call him a mamzer, he disagrees, right? Someone says, you know, I think you're from a mom's or family. He gets up and he's he fights back. He's not quiet, he fights back. But then when they call him shosik, he's quiet. That's the shiloh. The, meaning, the case is not where there's a shiloh with the mom, the mom might have been. Meaning, what what's the case of almanasisa? The classic case is Leia married Yitzchak. Yitzchak is a suffix And we're going to say Leia is fine. That's not the machlokis. The machlokis is Leia married Yitzchak. And what's Yitzchak's issue? Yitzhak's issue is that when people called him a mamzer, he fought back and said, no, I'm not. But then when they called him a cholo, again, I don't know why, I don't know what happened, but when they called him a cholo, he was quiet. That's the Shiloh. The shailah specifically, Leia married that guy. The question is, what is the rationale and what is the halacha? So let's see it inside. This case where a woman married a man and there's a Shaila and there's Machalik is what the status is, is not the classic case where the Shaila is her mother in law might have been a divorcee and her father was a No, no, no. This is a case where her husband, for some reason, have people have been questioning his his lineage. And when they call him a Mamzer, he fights back. When they call him a Chol, he's quiet. So Tanakama Kamasara The Tanakama's view is meaning the Tanakama. What did he say? He said he's lenient by Almanas Isa, which we had the case. Only Almanas Isa is he lenient, but not in this case. Why? In this case, any time the Tanakama's view is any time you call him a name and he's quiet, that's that's um, that's sh'tika uh, That itself is agreement. You're quiet. That's agreeing with what happened. So therefore, in this scenario. When you call him a holo and he's quiet, he's agreeing to it. So the Tanakhama says, When is the Tanakhama lenient dafka in the classic case that we had previously? Where it's not a case of someone accusing him and staying quietly by a mamzer. Meaning the Tanakhama is only lenient in the case that we had before, which is, Avra married Sarah, Sarah might have been a divorcee, then Yitzchak married her, and then Yaakov married, and uh, then ya- a- 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 Leah married ya- Yitzchak. That- that's the only time the Tanakhama is leading. But in the scenario where Yitzchak is accused of being a Chol and he's quiet, Leah is puzzled. That's the Tanakhama's view. Because the Tanakhama has a certain view, which is anytime you're accused of a name and you're quiet, that's Shikha he's being moda that he's a Chol. Rav Mayer, though, that answers the first question. So, the second question was, isn't Rameyer the same as Tanaka? The answer is, no, because Rameyer argues in this scenario. The Gemara says, Rameyer says no. Rameyer says, no. says no. In this scenario where he's accused of being a mamzer and he calls out, but then he's accused of being a chol and is quiet, that doesn't mean he's a chol. Why? A cholol. If you're going to be one of them, if I would have to accuse one of you guys, <laughs> you two guys, I would never do this. But let's say you had to choose, either being a cholol or being a mamzer. You would choose cholol every day of the week. Why? Because a cholol just disqualified from muune. He can marry a Jew. A mamzer can't marry anybody. So it says Rameyer. The the reason why Rameyer is lenient in the scenario where when you accuse him of being a mamzer, he fights back. When you accuse him of being a cholol, he's quiet. Tanakama looks at that as shikah koda. The mayor says no, it's not. It's not Shikako koda. Why? The reason why he's quiet is because it's not worth fighting over. He'll fight over being a mamzer because if he's if if people think he's a mamzer, then he's out of klal But if people think he's a chol, okay, worst case scenario, so they think I'm a chol. Who cares? So I won't. So okay, fine. So so they'll think uh, they'll think my family's disqualified from kuhuna. Okay. So if I marry a woman, she'll be posel kuhuna. Okay. Who cares? Meaning his. Being quiet is not agreeing with what they're saying. It's just not worth fighting over. So the Tanakhama says that Mamzer Tzoveyach b- sh- b- is pussel. Is, he's a cholo. And his widow is puzzle. Rameir disagrees. That's the second view. Then you have the third version of Rameir, which is the following. Um, They say no to the Tanakhama. They say no, 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 no. Rav Meir was not lenient like you think he was when he's quiet by a chol. It's the opposite. He's lenient when he's quiet when they call him a mamzer. Meaning, in a case where someone calls him a mamzer and he fights back, and then they call him a chol and he's quiet. So the Tanakama says he's a chol out. Remeir says hey, it's fine. He's not being quiet because he's agreeing. He's just, it's not worth fighting over. Rav Shimba and Rav and are say to the Tanakama, this version that you have of Remeir, it's the opposite. Rameir was only lenient, not when he was quiet by being called a chol, right? Because you said he was lenient because it wasn't worth fighting over. No, no, no. He was only lenient when when he was called a mamzer and was quiet. But when he's called a chol and is quiet, it's taka problem. Why? Because I'll tell you why. It's not a matter of worth fighting over. Kalal Yisrael has a detection service for Mamzeris. So if you call him a Mamzer and he's quiet, that doesn't mean he's agreeing. He's just like, it's not. I don't have to fight this. Why? Because Kalal Yisrael will find out if I'm a Mamzer. And the fact that they didn't means I'm not. But a Cholol, which has no detection service, if you're quiet by a Cholol, that means you're a Cholol. Because you know... There's no detection service. Therefore, you know the best way to go about this is just to stay quiet and hopefully it'll get like past the cracks. So, says the Gemara, Roshim and Allah says, If a mayor is lenient by being quiet when accused of something, it's not a case where he's called a chal when he's quiet like you thought. He's only leaning when you call him a mamzer and he's quiet. Why? By the shasik mamzer Because the reason why he's quiet when they call him a mamzer is not because he is actually a mamzer. It's just because he's like, listen, the, the, everyone. There's a detection service of being a mamzer, so they'll find out. shasik. But in the case where you call him a mamzer and he, and he screams no, but then you call him a chol and he's quiet, posel. A Rameer would actually say it's posel. Why? By ishtik because he knows there's no detection service. See, he says like this. I'm actually a chol. My best route of action is let me stay quiet and hopefully I can get past. I can get past the, the lack of detection. And and if I start start screaming about it, it's just going to bring it to people's attention. So that's the the version. That's the machlokas. Okay. So they argue in a scenario where you call him a mamzer and he yells out and you call him a chol and he's quiet, that's a machleg because says posel. The first version of Remeyer says kosher. Second version of Mayer says Remeyer holds puzzle again. And he's only lenient when you're quiet by being called a mamzer. Let's just finish up the Gemara. Tani of Yosiyom or mamzer kosher Shasikholo apostle. One version of Yosi says that if you call him a Mamzer and he's quiet, he's kosher. But if you call him a Chol and he's quiet, he's apostle. The tiny but the second version says Shasikholo Kosher, shasik Mamzer apostle. The second version has the exact opposite. You call him a Chol, he's posher. you call him a Mamzer, he's kosher. I'm sorry, you call him a Chol, he's Kosher, call him a Mamzer, he's posher. So which one is? It? The answer is Lokasha. The answer is which version of a mayor do you say? The first version of a mayor is that if you call my mamzer and he's quiet, it's possible because that's worth fighting over. And if he's not fighting, that means he's agreeing. But if you call him a hull and he's quiet, that that's fine because it's not worth fighting over. So his lack of fighting is not agreement. The second version of Mayor is the opposite. If you call my mamzer and he's quiet, it's fine because he knows there's a detection service. He says, I don't have to fight this, because they'll find out. And the fact that they don't find out means I'm kosher. If you call him a hull and he's quiet, that means that he actually is a chol because if he wasn't, he would say so, and he's just hoping to get it past the lack of detection. So that's a different version. Um, let's just do the next mission, then we'll stop. The story goes that there was a girl who was going to fill water by the, uh, by the well. Venensa, and she was attacked there. She was raped there, Nebuch. And they don't know who the father is. So Amrav of and Nuri... Meaning you know, they don't know if the father, you know, they don't know if the, not the father, they don't know if the man who attacked her was Jewish or not Jewish. If he's Jewish, then she's still kosher lakuna. If not, she's post lakuna. So he says, Reviach Im lakuna, I raise it to lakuna. You go with the majority of the city. She got attacked in the city, so if the majority of the people of the city are Jewish, kosher lakuna, then she's kosher lakuna. The majority of people are not Jewish, then she's posher lakuna. All right, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up uh, tomorrow. visit.